welcome to another episode of Techman Talks Dynamics. Uh, full crew today: Matt, James, Liz, and myself, Liam. Uh, I nearly forgot my own name. Then uh, we are covering today um, one of our most w- watched uh, podcasts that we have every year, uh, twice a year. Which what's is what's new? What's new? And, and hasn't it come on quickly? I know. Yeah, we've been. This is the third time we've done this since we started. So as in a wave one release. Um, so yeah. So Microsoft have now published their document, which teases what's coming in the next six months of the product. Doesn't always land on April 1st, but it will come in the lifestyle in the next six months. Yeah, through to June, some of them, weren't they? But they always kind of, it it doesn't land the first time. But the previews, um, your sandbox preview will be there in a few days' time on the 1st of March, I guess. So I know you guys have uh, rigorously gone through the documents. I, pretending to be part of the listening community, have done less, <laughs> less research around this. So I'm looking to learn, as do our listeners today. So what's what's to be excited about? What's what's good? What's what's less so? So the biggest excitement for me that I was looking forward to isn't actually in the documents, which is the, the list views and the analysis that you can do on those to kind of get counts, sums, all the rest, and, and some kind of almost pivot type. Uh, functionality off off any list view or, or enabled list view is not quite sure. And we've seen this, haven't we? We've seen this in the preview. We've seen it yeah, in you know, directions. Yeah. So it's it. We're, it's kind it's of been in, in the sandboxes. Yeah. Um, sorry, the 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 kind of uh, downloadable uh, Docker images for a while. So the previews. So I don't. I, I, the own, my only conclusion is that Microsoft's saving it to kind of as the the real buzz item because I think it's one of the biggest changes to business since since the web client really so they're they're building a bit of excitement and holding something back ready for the launch I think that's that can only be the strategy but it's it's yeah that's going to be the one that everybody's going to go we want to upgrade because of this. Yeah, it's It's, it's, it's more kind of like I suppose Excel features within BC so pretty much any list screen gets a new version of the list screen you put it into like analysis mode and then you can, like James said, you can do subtotaling Counts. and grouping as yeah. well. Um, and what they've also done is that, by the sounds of it, I don't know if all pages, but um, pretty much most fields that are sat there in the database behind are going to be available for you to, for the users to drag on. Whereas at the moment, there's a limited set of fields. That's listed yeah, in there. That, that's that, listed, that listed and, and in an existing yeah. table field, which is yeah. quite exciting because that means no, you don't need a developer to do it. Um, if you just well, need it, for, I mean, if, if you, you did need it, it using that. the design feature, you created a million extensions, yep. didn't you? With extension yeah. one, extension two, extension three, and then you had to try and consolidate them together, and yeah. it was just a mess. So I think that's quite exciting. I'd rather have to zoom on the line as well. I think it's going to reduce the customization cost for a typical business central implementation by a chunk because, mm-hmm. yeah, they're quick to do for a developer, but it's you know. All the documentation of what you've actually got to do and yeah. passing it in, and, and you can do it yourself, sure but you can also, as administrator and as a as um as as a business systems manager, do it for other people within yeah. certain roles. Yeah, for, you for the role profile, you control yeah. what they see rather than the, the end user having to, to worry about mm-hmm. um, getting the right. So you decide how you want their fact tables, so how you want their pages to look, add all the fields, and then and then put it out onto their roles. Yeah. So Another that's, one that's quite um, is is kind of being able to personalise the subpage menus for the first time as well. So you can put the ones you know in, where they're buried like three levels deep because they've reorganised some of the menus and and so on. And also that you press the Alt key and then press the first letter of the menu key yeah. and it navigates to it now. That's that's shortish keyboard shortcuts, isn't it? It's not it's not kind of control X or whatever. No, but it's all about getting the information you need. You don't need to use the mouse. Yeah. Yeah. So you know it's a very nice feature to have. So and and they've done this the the 
the toolbar um, kind of reorganization that they did to about 130 pages or something before they've done that to a lot more apparently so we'll see so you're saying you can actually re um layer the 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 menus we well, can line it on the main line level. at the line level yeah, but okay. the line level so yeah. on a you know above the lines on the sales order for instance so it's, it's really nice um so yeah, I think the think UI is is, is yeah. got a real move forward. Well, it, it's all just about getting the the information for the user yeah. um, there without having to click around, without having to go to multiple layers, just having everything there. Yeah. And I think that's um, one thing that maybe system administrators should think about is how they how they deploy that and how they manage, um, manage that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, they have potentially got you know. 30 users with 30 completely different layouts. And yeah, that support becomes difficult. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so you might just want to think about how you deploy that, I think, but really, really powerful. The nice thing on there as well is that the, the that you can, whatever you put at the top, in effect, just becomes a button. So rather than a click to the menu to then go to it, you hit it and it really runs that function. Okay. And so things like item tracking, so lot and serial number tracking, that's always normally a couple of clicks down. Yeah. So mm -hmm. be able to just hit it and be straight. You use it regularly, put yeah, it yeah, somewhere, yeah, yeah. get to it. Um, drag and drop was another one that when I read it, I went, oh, wow, that's that's good to be able to kind of drag and drop files as attachments into BC. Um, actually, having tried it out, I'm not that excited. You're still going to open the sub page. Again, do you want to drag and drop because it's storing them in the in the database from what I can see? Yeah, my thought was actually steer clear of that and don't, don't Yeah, because do you it. don't want to feel... Look at alternatives. There's plenty of them. You're not going to plug it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got one there. Document no, links. Well, I'll put my sales. Yeah, 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 salesman. I'm, I'm wearing the t-shirt. But yeah, you know, at the um, having going through the exercise with several clients in the, in recent months to move um, files where they've been stored within the database to out of the database, I just wouldn't recommend. Well, it. we had one last week, a SaaS customer that hit their database limits, didn't we? And boy, you know, that's not a good thing to do. So Yeah, and if it's too easy to do and people are just keep you've got all, all yeah. kinds of stuff. Is there no control around that that the, the maximum attachment size could no. be X amount no. of negative? Not that I can no. see. The, the other the other thing as well is which is a shame because you know, if you could store it outside of the database that Power Automate uh, the connector got it an upgrade a couple of versions ago, subversions ago. Um, so through Power Automate you can now push and read attachments and images as well into BC. So um, that makes it obviously quite flexible. You know, if you wanted to press a button on a sales order and it takes that attachment and builds it into an email and fires it off, you can do that in Power Automate, you know, buy a button in BC. But if you're storing it in the database, like you say, that there's a, there's a potential that. cost for doing that. Yeah. While you're on the interface, I mean, I, know, I saw they'd mentioned that they'd been putting more tool tips into here, which... yeah. Are great, Bigger but ones. I always find them quite annoying. I mean, I don't yeah, use BC too I much. I mean, is that something where we're saying they can be turned off or are they just enforced upon you, or is that something? I mean, the tooltips are, are was teaching you, know, you need to hover tips. over it to get the tooltips. I might be thinking of the, the teaching system, tips. Yeah, yeah the teaching okay. tips you can turn off. Okay. Um, the one thing I did like I saw in the docs that are not come across was that on error message you can almost have a quick action so the example they used is you know um, you're trying to modify a line on a sales order and it's it's released and so they they showed a button that says reopen so that instead yeah, of so having to click yeah. okay on the error and then go up and know how to reopen it you could just do it I mean I, I assume that that means that every developer's got to go through every error message that they put in the application and attach consequent 
um, you know, what the action might be, a bit like you do on a, the notifications, for instance. So I think that's going to take a while to roll through. I like the feature, I do, but I do like wonder the, about the kind of the work I, that it's going but, to cause. To but I think it could save a lot of those yeah. low-level. Um, yes. uh, How exactly do I sort this out? Cases where they some of the error messages, it's not always really obvious what you have to do. So if you've got a, a quick link to, to go and sort the light yourself without having to then log a call, call yeah, I, mean the, the, then the, the, I think the, it's got it's got potential to be to be quite useful for certain things. I want to see how that's done because a lot of them, you know. Um, a lot of it is is what's called a test field command, where it yeah. just checks that a field is valid, yeah. you know, in the setup or wherever. And if, when you define that field, you could put what the the action is if that field is not populated to open the page or whatever, um, then you know you've got to, you've got to as a developer put it one place rather than potentially sixty seven mm -hmm. places. Yeah, potentially use of telemetry of to uh, identify yeah. where there are very common error yeah. messages and yeah. potentially put something in place. On, on the Go back to the tooltips, though. Um, <clears throat> what they are doing as well is is enhancing the dis the description of it. So you know, rather than it being you know, unrealized VAT, this is for unrealized VAT. <laughs> Thanks. Specifies the value of yeah. field name. Yeah, it kind yeah. of gives you a, a you know some descriptive information okay. as to why and how probably you'd use it. So um, I thought I think that's been needed for. A long Do we time. think that? But that's still a developer function to put those tooltips in, isn't it? Well, for customizations, but obviously Microsoft's. Or you, yeah, and different companies use different fields in different ways. You know, I, I've for a long time I've had the view that that kind of that would be better as a as a application level function. Well, they did go down that route at one point, didn't they? Because splitting out the help into us and that was the idea, but it yeah. kind of didn't really get Failed. there. In the end, uh, and, and so I, I don't know. I, I mean, often when you're developing something, you've got an idea of what it's used for, and then when it actually gets implemented, it's the, the uses. So you've got to revisit a lot of those tooltips, I think, almost as a final stage of the development cycle. And I wonder how much that happens. There's an awful lot of customization out there that are just, the tooltip is specifies the value of field yeah. and yeah. that's pointless. But there you go. Moving on to the application stuff then. Um, uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of stuff on the docs. Um, preview for adjust exchange rates um, and better support. Well, taking out the fact that you get an error because it hasn't got a dimension that it needs or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but it can summarise as well. That's, 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 that's probably a nicer feature. Yeah, yeah, not, I mean, a preview's great. I mean, it, it probably... Um, a little Make bit sure too late because right. over the last few years I think maybe a lot of people would have appreciated the uh, yes. ability to see what the impact is going to be on adjusting their exchange rates because we've had some uh, fairly radical Wild results. ones. <laughs> you're not saying that they're, they're going to, you're saying they're going to stabilise now are you Liz? There's no, no, financial no, no, advice no, no, coming no, in. No, definitely, not, definitely, <laughs> definitely not but at least it's there. We are not liable for any consequential. At uh, least you will know before you post it now yeah. but yeah I think it's better that actually it reduces the number of GL transactions yes. and it's summarised a bit and it can summarise summarise it by dimension which um is 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 good i think um the um substitute gel accounts i've got a bit of mixed feelings about so so basically what you can do is um you can on on a particular transaction substitute the control account 
that it posts to. I'm not going to make your reconciliations a bit. Oh, I think that, yeah. I, I mean, I'd need to see it and I can see... I hope it's controlled. Yeah. And you can turn that off. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd want any user to be able to, to change which control account it posts. So to me, you have a one control account or a couple the, of control accounts that you can reconcile and then you journal stuff after. Fat business posting it. groups might be useful where you've got multi-fat registrations you know, without then having to have customizations. Obviously, it relies on the user making that selection. Are you really going to leave that down to the user to pick the right fat <laughs> posting group for yeah, that, are you? Yeah, um, I'd need to see that. And you I, know, you know, I think that's still going to want the, customization. The, there's a reason it's there, so there might be some good examples of why, mm. of why you'd use it so um but at least at least if you allow um people to change it you can then use the new review gl function to check the transactions there you go i mean uh, <laughs> you, you, when we, this first came up you made the comment that this is quite an old-fashioned way of doing it yeah, years ago I used to do auditing, and that's the kind of thing that you used to have to do is literally go through and review. So it's ticking GL inches, basically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. making Tick sure that that's valid to be in there. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think, yeah, there's very few companies that I think still do that. And, you know, getting it right up front, so the previews, so that it's posted the right place in the first place, and then just checking the, the totals yeah, is a much I, more I think, modern way of managing your GL. It depends which accounts that I think having to, at, to go through every single GL account after the, after posting and then you having to journal it. It stuff. It would be things like entertainment costs and things yeah, like that. Yeah, repairs and maintenance yeah, yeah. and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. Yeah. Some people might Audit. use it. But. Um, I, a preview of GL accounts on item journal. Um, and you can see the item ledger entries and the warehouse value entries and the warehouse entries that it's going to do. I mean, I think that's quite useful quite like on the setup. Post stock take when you you like you might get a huge variation, a big yeah. uh, write off or write on to the GL. Yeah, um, I can see yeah. that. Yeah. You're not going to use it that. often, but when you when it, it's useful just yeah. to make sure that you're doing it right. We like the exchange rates, isn't it? You know, yeah. it, the, the, the certain circumstances it might yes. it might stop. Some it might stop some errors. I think, I think stock take is, is a good example. <coughs> yeah. I think obviously your day to day warehouse guy doing journals isn't going yeah. to be interested in what's going to the GL. But but um, if you've prepared your stock take journal and yeah, before absolutely. you post it, you yeah, want to see yeah. what impacts that's going to have on your PL. You might stop that you know you get to the end of the first month end and they go, Why are all these thousands of transactions gone to the wrong place? So you can check it up front, but you know, arguably, you post a post the transaction in your test company and that's part of the kind of UAT, isn't it? Um, vendor posting groups on the uh, filter on the suggested payments. Is that not there already? I've missed that then. I've missed that. Um, my so, there. you know, they've just done a bit it of should kind be, of... because you can filter yeah. on any field on the yeah. vendor yeah. record. Um, so uh, it was just something I picked up. Non-deductible VAT. I mean, this is the charitable sector, not-for-profit. Um, where in effect you can only reclaim X percentage of yeah, a transaction. Yeah. It doesn't really affect our clients, no. com standard commercial clients, but for a particular sector, um, it's there. Um, Renumber document numbers. Well, on item journals specifically, because they have to be, you know, um, follow on, don't they? Yeah. And it's like it's nothing more annoying. annoying. Then you have big journal you've, you've deleted one line and then you've got to go and read all the I, I can remember when that came out for the general journals. 
I think we announced it at one of our customer days. We got a cheer from the audience. <laughs> uh, that was, a it was a real thing, pain. It? I've, um, I mean, I've I've written a posting report that a processing report that renumbers that on yeah. for long opening balance journals and yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that so many times. So it's nice. It's there. Company Hub. I looked at that and I went um, Company Hub. Um, you know, they've enhanced it and they've got user specific settings. Um, I don't. Really? Isn't it for the accountants, Jim? Well, if, if you've got a, an accountant that's looking after... I think if you've multiple, got... Multiple, yeah. I think I, that was I, the original yeah, design. I, yeah. I, With the shortcuts that they introduced in the Wave 2 last year, I mean, that's lovely that you can yeah, just yeah, flick yeah. into different companies yeah. very quickly. I don't I, think... I don't I, know yeah, who I, uses the company. No, so I don't. I don't. It's a, um, it's a bit of a niche. I, I, I can think of some examples, but not in the, in, in yeah. our, within our customers. Um now they've started um so you know there was i remember a conversation where they said we're starting to do some work on the supply chain side and the warehousing and manufacturing and so on and and we've seen kind of better integration with jobs last year and and stuff like that and um the 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 wms the create uh, put away pick and uh, uh, movement batch jobs has got a lot more filters specifically around dates of when things are due it is only inventory picks and putaways in this release. Is it? Is it? Because I, that's, that's the, the first I time I read it, I read it as all warehouse documents, and the second time I read it, I read it as inventory picks. Uh, yeah, it says uh, we've added more filters to the create inventory putaway pick movement batch job. So, okay, I so mean, that is limited. <laughs> yeah, as it says. Okay, well that will be interesting to pull through. But and, um, and the reason why that's been a pain because. Be- when you when you create that, it's looking at a table called warehouse request, which is a when you release a document, it puts an entry in there, and it's a, a very small subset of what it is that you're looking at. Yeah, and you know, often we've had to put extra fields I've on there. Created yeah. customizations to add extra stuff in there, which yeah isn't as bad as it is. Undo transfer shipments, um, handy. Yeah, very it's handy. Very when obviously, it gets to the far end, and they go, "You didn't get that right." Um, so as long as you have receipted it and you set the automatic right? receipt for, yeah. for the direct transfers, um, it's good. Can't have a reservation against it. Uh, no. That's a bit of a pain if you use reservations. On the other side, yeah, the receiving yeah. side. Yeah, okay, I get that. Um, I can understand why that's done and a kind of better that they get it out the door trying to engineer that, but... Um, in the wrong circumstances, that could be a pain, I think. Now, into company. Ah, oh, start me on this. <laughs> Better setup of master data. Um, so, company, a chart of accounts and dimensions. Yeah, the master data is great. So, if you've got multiple companies and you can have a sync so that um, if you add a GL, new GL account in one company, it will it will do it across, then then that, then that that's, that's great. I, I would want to see that in detail because... Yes, but um, you know, I think that's it, being able to being able to sync things like the chart of accounts, like the dimension setup, like support for banking journals across companies doesn't excite me. You know, <laughs> for me, <laughs> for me, where the work needs is needed in intercompanies around document handling, not journal handling. Mm, the journal yeah, handling is yeah. straightforward. Yeah. The document handling and is not. the number of times you get documents going into company compared to the number of exactly. times you get journals. Exactly. It's kind so of... The journals are relatively straightforward. They're quite easy to reconcile. Once a okay, day, the, once the a week, once a month. Yeah, it's, you know, it's... Um, 
it, it's not difficult for me the document handling is where the work's needed in intercompany mm-hmm. so personally for me I still wouldn't I, w- I would want more if a customer was using intercompany to so, manage doc, uh, to manage um, movement of goods between companies if I, I'm right in saying that we've used one of the AppSource third party tools yeah. pretty much if somebody wants intercompany you have yeah, one I mean, a few tool. a few years ago, we it, it was customization every time, yeah, um, which is painful. And, and we've got customers out there that still have that customization, mm-hmm. and it, it works okay. But it but it, it was difficult to yeah. do, um, but um, yeah, since then we, we're now using a third party um, add on for that. Yeah, which, yeah. There's a few out there, aren't there? I mean, we yeah. I think we use the Abaki on one. We use the Abaki on one. Is yeah. the one we've settled on, um, but you, but you still need that the, third party. It's the whole party. process of. Um, releasing the sales on it, creating the back-to-back purchase order and the intercompany order, um, and then the shipment and the invoice of that. Um, item tracking. The item tracking, potentially handling things like returns, which the, the standard intercompany won't do, or and credit notes between um, between companies. I, um, I, I think... So it's quite funny that I, I noticed on the Shopify uh, connection, <laughs> they've handled yeah. returns because this is something that we have to do. Yeah. But intercompany doesn't, so I can do a return from an e-commerce to an e-commerce customer. I can't do it to, to my, my own, sister company yeah, in yeah. different country. But and and also it doesn't handle um, very well um, a, a, any changes from an order. So basically, mm. put an order yeah, on, yeah. and it, it it as long as you as long as that is exactly what happens throughout yeah. the process, then it's okay. But any variation, any any short any short order quantities mm. over quarter quantities, it role, just doesn't handle it that well. The role centre queues for the uh, inbox and outbox long overdue. Yeah, finally yeah. there. So I, I I wonder whether intercompany might be a, might be the new bank reconciliation. You know where we start to see in every, every time. a okay. bit better, yeah. a bit yeah. better, well, a bit better. When you combine it with syncing data across master companies, exactly. I mean that's, that, right. that's the when other thing that you yeah. need yeah. in country, yeah. and and that's really but, exciting. Yeah. That but that's for me, out. the the um, it, it's great if you've just got um the requirement to do, you've got a holding company, you've just got the requirement of intercompany journals, then then the standard system is more than adequate. But if you're document handling, you're moving goods between. Yeah. Um, and you're buying and selling between organisations, yeah. then, then I think... And, and it, Brexit hasn't not, helped that situation. Well, that, not that's, for us, that's no, where no. the requirement came from a lot of the time, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's not there for me. It's I, a I, different I really topic, more. perhaps, but if you were an ISV that was in that area, I think, you know, because typically those ISVs, they're doing syncing master data and they're doing yeah. it to company. You'd feel a bit kind of, um, you know, oh, we've got we've got to keep ahead. Um, you, you, would, you would, and but they are so. I mean, what you what you will get through the backend software is so far ahead of what you get through the standard software. Yeah. That, that they are. I think they're well, okay for a while. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the syncing master data, you know, at table and field level, I think that's a really good. It's a push from a master company and a receipt into the other one via a job queue, as far as I can tell. Yeah. I haven't seen it and set it up yet, but I. I think part of an NDA discussion we were on a call. Yeah, were you yeah. on a call? You, there was a call a while ago that they had with us and, and kind of asked us what we needed and what, what, what was done. And, it, it, you know, it is that's more common than intercompany, even if you've got multiple entities. Then, yeah, um, Keep, it's keeping a, really a standard GL, a standard set dimensions, all situation. those kind of things. Yeah, I even think if they don't intertrade, yeah. it's yeah. really good. So that's four marks, Microsoft, for doing that for the first time. Um, sorry to the ISVs that inhabit that space. Um, Shopify Connector being extensible as well as a useful one. So, so it isn't at the moment, so you cannot change the way it works. It is what it is. 
but they're, they're putting some extensibility. The reason why they've done it is because it's fairly new for Microsoft. They're going through a process of reviewing it, you know, enhancing it. Well, it was bought uh, in, wasn't it? Yeah. It was one of the first things in BC that I can remember for decades that they bought in from a third party. So what they didn't want to do is make it completely extensible oh, from oh, day oh, one, and then they go, it, yeah. yeah, they do loads of breaking changes. changes. So uh, the, things like you know inventory availability calculations was the first one they said was going to be available, but looking at the documentation, there's a few, few, more. few more in there. And they're pretty critical, I think, you know, some of the... the because, you know, create customer is the example they list in the docs, I think. And if you've got specifics that you set against a customer because of a, a different um, customization or ISV solution, um, that could be a total block. Um, so I think. An item availability. But what, what people want to display as available on their website changes. Cha- if you ask three different customers, you would get potentially three different, three different yeah, answers. Yeah. So. so I think that's really good. Uh, again. Um, Better word reports. Um, the word reports have moved on massively. I found out a few weeks ago, you know, I'd still got the perception back from when they were first launched, really. Um, and I think they are getting closer to being able to replace RDLC. Um, I would say seven, at least 75% of new implementations for the last 12, 18 months, we've just done word layouts. Yeah. Um, you know, occasionally you get a layout that you just can't. It doesn't so, support it, yeah. and we'll do RDLC, but yeah, it's... Um, is that something the end user can now start taking advantage of, really, or is it still something your partners um, using that to, to a degree, I mean, obviously, when, you, when you're doing the initial implementation, there's a lot for a customer yeah. to take on, and normally Maybe they'll say... Maybe it's something that they, could, yeah. they, yeah. they can do, take on later if they, need, yeah. if they need an amendment to yes. it, if they, want to, if they want to add some new text. So although we as a partner are still doing it down the line, there's a potential they're going to say if you wanted to change some text on one of your invoice layouts, or you wanted to add a comment onto it until you... Your statement, or, or if you want to add extra logos, because obviously there's one extra, logo in, yeah. in standard, but yeah. is it, is it a training course offer? we need to offer as I, part I, of the kind I, of system I administration? Point, it, it, is, um, it is in our training course for system administration, okay. yeah. yeah. So we, 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 we do offer yeah. it and deliver yeah. it. Well, I, I guess you know, I guess a lot of people out there in the partner community need to catch up with that because my impression when it first came out was you know, no conditional sections and all that sort of stuff, um, it's pretty limited, and I wasn't that impressed, but it. it Again, it's a bit like bank reconciliation. Continuous improvements gets you there. I mean, there um, still isn't conditional sections, but you, there is some. You, you, you there is some. There. You, have you to can f- do. You can do. Is there? Yeah. Okay. Talking about with right, uh, right, Thomas right, about right. it. So um, you do you do a podcast on that, and I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get Thomas in to uh, assist on that one. That's we need an external. But yeah, I was surprised. Bulk editing Excel. Yeah. So is this the Control H that well, kind of find and replace? Yeah. No, um, yeah, you know, I think bulk editing Excel and, and the fact that that now goes through. So if you've got um, that connected to Dataverse, they've taken the restrictions off how many of those changes will replicate through. Um, okay, yeah, so I think there's been a few changes around volumes. Yeah. Because it was like a thousand records was it? or something. Yeah, like. it was a kind of fair usage limit that actually you hit on in, in the wrong situation. So yeah. that's, yeah. that's pa- good. Power Automates had the similar, well, yeah. is getting a similar it's update. change, so maybe it's connected. Yeah. Um, last thing I put on it, 130 countries. And I looked at the new ones, and what struck me was BVI's, Cayman's, Isle of Man, Jersey, Liechtenstein, um, loads of uh, tax havens. Uh, do you think? Someone's you know, identified an Obviously, there's a vertical for um, for Business Central that somebody's trying to exploit. 
Um, but um, I looked up the UN recognise 195 countries um, and there's 130 supported, so 65 to go and it's... Do, they, do those just strip out the tax functions? <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is so all the posting groups done, none. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, you can hide your money with, those, with that one. <laughs> Yes, not there's everything special, ends up in the bank. There's a special yes. kind of this transaction function. No, it's so, really um, not a joke before um, I get sued. There's another application which you haven't got on your list, which is a great one, which is shipping non-inventory oh, items. Oh, yeah. Another customisation so, really so used in the bin. Got a sales order, got a yeah. delivery charge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Save on the sales order forever. I pick it, I ship it, I invoice it. and I've Six only months later, it. somebody says... How can we invoice this customer yeah. for this delivery job? I, I, yeah, I'd like a, a, a pound for every time we've had to quote to write a processing report to go to through all our transactions, yeah. ship them and invoice them. Yeah. So I think that's that. Yeah, that's definitely um, a, a good feature to have. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing they're doing on the localizations, just to come back to that, is is Sweden is now extensions. So um, hopefully, the, I've I've kind of asked if the UK can be next because I think our localizations are relatively small now. Mm. Um, and uh, you know that that would just make it a little bit more flexible. Um, so, kind of moving on from the application side and and what I call the management, you know, they look at it. Um, some I was interested to read some better options for auto updating apps. If you've got a lot of apps in there, going down and go update, 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 update um, can take a while. So you're apparently going to be able to update all, and you're going to be able to set the setting per app about whether it auto updates or not which I think is quite a nice mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. I think that's good I think that's good as well. Yeah, I hope that's um controllable via the API for our cloud, cloud management service but um because going in and setting each one correctly could be a bit of a pain. Yeah. But um when you've got you know hundreds of clients you're managing it's it's there. Um cloud migration um I mean, we're doing a lot more cloud promulgations yeah, and they're yeah. going through very smoothly, aren't they? Yeah. Or relatively smoothly. Um, you've got better status. You can exclude tables. Yeah. So if you've got a table if in your... If you've got a massive log file or a yeah. change log that's about 60 million records, <laughs> don't you, take you don't have to delete cloud. it first. Yeah. You can just exclude although, although it. Although, I don't... You know, you know me, and my, but I'll, it would be better to tidy it up first. But yes, that's a, but, yeah, that's a good thing. If, you, if you're going to abandon your on-premise, I then mean, yeah, you, you know, just got, exclude you know, it and you, start you, again you, in the cloud. You can, Ninety million records, records embedded in, in your uh, documents. Or, or, you've dragged and dropped into your <laughs> database. <laughs> um, transfer environments between Azure AD tenants. You can do that via the admin centre yeah, rather than having to request yeah. it from support. Yeah, I think that's useful. I hope. Um, I hope too many end users don't go in, in there and go, I wonder what this does. Yeah, no, don't. <laughs> did, did I see okay. something on, not on here, but restoring environments? Yeah, yeah that's so been you, done. That's, yeah, I'm unrelated to the up yes. to, to this, but yeah, list, you can, uh, no, you can okay. restore, on, on Sassan, you can restore your environment at any point within the last 28 days, even if it's been updated. Wow. That's been done for a for Again, bit, something that last week? I don't know, but our managed save system were very excited yesterday. <laughs> Takes away obviously the need for to log a call with Microsoft. Exactly. Yes. I'm sure, I'm sure the most supporting the request. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's priority. React much quicker. Yeah. So um, and and then introducing quick links to payroll apps in selected countries. I bet that won't be the UK. But no, it won't we'll, be the UK. Well, we'll, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Um, development. Um, 
So we've already talked about better. Attaching debugger to an active session or the next session from a user. I mean, you could do that in CAL. You haven't been doing it in AL. Um, you had to kind of start and run the session. Um, so it, that, that's, I quite like that. I spend too much time in the debugger, maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that says about your code. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, probably right. Um, but um, I'm a... Attaching <laughs> yeah, to an existing session, I, 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 that's good. Faster code analyzers. I mean, you've got a big extension. You can sit there for a few minutes before it kind of runs through all of the different folders and all the rest and tells you what's what, what the recommendations are. Bigger one, ISV preview for app source apps. Um, so what this is the idea that you can put something in an app source and in effect you don't have to publish it to everybody. You can pick the customers have to have what they call in a flight code before they'll be able to see it. Um, you know that that means we can kind of beta test uh, apps before making them available to just everybody. Yeah. I hope that also includes new like versions um, because actually probably you know if a, if a customer is um, if you've done a major update to an app. And you've already got customers whose business critical process depends on your app. Before you publish the next version, you might want to try it very carefully with one or two selected customers rather than lift it to everybody. I think the other thing it might do is is kind of be able to put you know partners. Um, a lot of partners are still writing PTEs um, because they don't want to publish it into App Source so that other partners can use. Actually, if you're just giving the flight code to your customers there's no reason not to have it in app source and and with the update auto update functions and all that sort of stuff that you know takes a lot of the management of PTEs PTEs are abused now in my view so uh, that's that one I think is is one the, that's going to start and run and it shows the maturity big, of the app world doesn't it that like you said, it yeah. was in there. You couldn't yeah. remove anything from App Source. It was, it, there's a lot of limitations, and to see that it shows us as a partner. If you're an ISV and you do that, you've got a better way of giving a better um, experience for your end users, yeah. trialing stuff rather uh, than just rolling out. So, so, so basically, everyone wants to be a tech man customer so they can have our special flight code. Flight, 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 flight code. code. Flight, flight, flight. I can't say it. Flight code. Chris, yes. um, easy creation of runtime packages. So. I mean, this is this is around kind of DevOps and pipelines and all the rest of that stuff, um, with with more testing, automated testing coming through. If you had a dependency on a third party ISV, you really had to have some close cooperation with that ISV to get their runtime package in order to be able to put it put load it into your pipeline so that you could test properly. Um, so potentially that's one step easy. There isn't a central library which is a real shame. So you're gonna to have to contact that ISV, but at least the con ISV can't claim it's hours of work to create what you need to be able to run that. So I think again, that's another another step on improving the long-term quality of, of where BC is. And, and all we need is a good, a better testing process or an e a easier way of creating tests now and we'll be there. Um, locking. Um, some changes to locking um, and, and kind of some new commands in, in AL for around how locking is handled. I kind of uh, read it and uh, what's the implications of that? So I think that's going to need some careful, 
trial and error to see AI exactly AB, how that's yeah, done. You've, you've made a, a note here that says dirty reads. Maybe, I don't know whether you're understanding and saying a dirty read are quite a dirty different. Read is a deba- but what's a dirty read? No, it's not one of those books from the weekends. These, um, your bonk busters, I think uh, they used to be called, didn't they? Um, so, you know... You've got to get some action somewhere. <laughs> Steady. Um, so it, it's kind of you know where in effect uh, there's a there's a change to that hasn't been committed in another session, um, being able to effectively read that field, read that uncommitted change, but then obviously that's got a rollback in uh, you know um, function. So I think careful kind of understanding of where I, I'm interested to see the kind of the patterns for use of these because I think that's going to be. Um, uh, careful to get those right. Another nice one um, that you haven't got is the AL Explorer, which looks really nice to me. So this is basically a an interface change for the development environment that, from a consultant's perspective, I think makes it really, really readable. A bit like the there's the object designer kind of add-in that's been there, which tries to kind of replicate a bit like the old, old, old classic. Um, but the AL Explorer, go, the interface looks really, really nice. That's why probably I didn't get excited about it because I thought, yeah, we've already had the equivalent for a while. And yes, it's an add-on, but I think it's got some features, you know, above the. I think Andreas stuff has got some features that AL Explorer hasn't got. So <laughs> maybe I mean I, I think, but the, you know, two ways of doing something is good, isn't it? So uh, probably um, kind of uh, finish off Power Platform, getting more and more equipped, and and probably one of the most significant changes after the changes to list views, um, subscriptions to BC events yeah, from Power so Platform. Trigger. So something Power can happen in, something happens in BC and it triggers an event which can then so, send information wherever you yeah. want. So, it to so go. at the moment, you can trigger a power automate to start if you insert, modify, delete yeah. the record in BC. There's a few custom ones, you know, things like um, approvals. So, yeah. you know, when an approval is requested, it can fire off a workflow. Now, the uh, I'm assuming it's going to be limited events because there's a lot of yeah, events. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I was, I was interested to know what, 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 but yeah. th- there's no information about that yet. Not is yet, there? no. But it means we it, it can, we can be more granular as to when we're going to kick something off, yeah. and, and that's going to be really useful. I, I mean, the, the kind of pattern that you had to use before really was almost get BC to stick something in a queue table, yeah. and, and then and that has a value in there's almost a log of what you've kicked off to to force a parallel more data to build to, it, you know, <laughs> a, a parallel to make flow to to run, but it's more data to manage, yeah, and it, yeah. you know, I think I think. With this, almost your, your what you create in Power Automate is going to be able to be more generic and reusable kind of patterns than than they have been, where they've needed to be almost very specific. Which kind of kind of um, uh, you know, uh, the Microsoft have published them some templates. It's going to be interesting to look at those and see how they've run, and and, and also um, you know the dynamic connection so that you can now code in. Uh, what the environment is and what the or sorry you don't have to code in yeah. what the environment and the company name it's is hard because coded. so it makes it more portable then yeah. between 
Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting almost to me where you know you can build something in Power Automate and, and deploy it to a different client and a different environment like you can in extension. I mean, even, even going from test to production, yeah, you, you'd have to go in and, and change, change all every the gear single and, uh, yeah. connection. Yeah. Whereas you could, which was painful. Yeah. You could end up with a lot of connections. Yeah. And very quickly, can't you? So that for me, massive step forward, and yeah. it, it's kind of, it's bringing Power Automate um, specifically into the kind of um, modern world of, of being more than just it, the next twelve months. You, you know, customers are going to start doing this as well, and, and they should do. You know, yes. it's um, a great feature. You know, all of our consultants are. If they're not already up to speed, they've yeah. got targets to be up to speed yeah. because it's it's fundamentally part of the product now. Yeah. But also, I think you're going to start seeing ISV solutions mm. for you know that have a power automate component or are power automate to connect to BC. Yeah. I think that's. Um, yeah. I, I think what we need to, to do for our customers now is start to give them some really powerful examples of how this can, yeah. can how this can work. Um, it's it's all for me being very theoretical. Um, we need to start saying right now. This is how you could use it. This in this in your in your type of business and type of customers that we have. This is where this could this could really work. But inter- well. integrations is one that I come across a yeah. lot. Where you know the, the consultants might not always think about power automate. Oh yeah, we need a routine to go and pick yeah. up a file. Yeah, it's like we could do that in power yeah. automate in like an hour. Yeah. You know, so for things like you know, when a file we're not quote times. <laughs> <laughs> the simple one. You know, when, when a file appears in a Dropbox That's file, like a binary, yeah. isn't it? At some point, you know, a, a file gets dropped on an SFTP site. You know, it's kind of like a bit of simple EDI. Yeah, you, you know, there's the, you've got to yeah, you know, you've got to be reasonably adept at power automate in data manipulation during the process. You know, if you pick up a file and it's on an XML or JSON, there's tools to help you then pick that apart but it's you know you need to know what you're doing it's not a oh, click click and it just does it um well isn't that but it's I mean, not it's almost it's feels like reporting country where customers could do basic stuff but want you you know you yeah, rapidly yeah, accelerate yeah. where yeah. you need an expert yeah. I mean, we've yeah. got a few customers that do and yeah. i know what we're doing it's going to be in the autumn but at the customer day we're having that extra day now where we will go into more yeah, detail. Because, because there is a lot through. of value of having somebody in your business that can absolutely yeah. that, that can yeah. this, this I, I, type I, of thing. IT, you know, if you've got an IT department or IT person, you know, they could probably do yeah. most try, try them most on, what on, um, yeah. we would probably be able to do. And I think you know the notifications into things like Teams, yeah. you know, with the adaptive cards, which are record specific now, mm-hmm. um, uh, as it's coming that. Super powerful. So I, I started getting those, and and, and, I, and I, ty- <laughs> I got the other day. I typed back, "Thank you." I don't know why. I did that. <laughs> it's just so polite. <laughs> so, I don't know where it's gone. <laughs> just to explain what they are. Obviously, we all know what they are, um, but for the audience, um, so an adaptive card in Teams, in effect, is a little card version of a, of a record of BC. Yeah. Um, you don't have to have a BC license to see it. They, they are putting in controls as to whether you want to be able to. Publish, Pub- publish all that data because you might not want everybody seeing all that data. Yeah. Um, Balances know. or yeah. So yeah, if you if you do that, then you click a button and you with a license can then see it. Yeah. Um, but things like approvals, that's part of the templates that they're bringing in, so that you can put you know, urgent approvals. Let's say could then go through Teams, so you get a pop up. You know, this purchase order, can you approve it? Yes. Urgent, ap- urgent approval needed, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's you know, a good example, isn't it? Of, yeah. of, of, I think uh, there's, there's a big view, you know, on the on the clever dynamic side. We're looking at um, clever credit, 
you know, because that has that sends you know uh, held messages, this transaction's being yeah. held. If that goes to the credit controller and effectively pops up in their teams, then yeah. you know they haven't got to go check a list view. And so I think it's not just approvals; it's kind of this deal. This needs deal dealing yeah, with it's relative like, urgency. Yeah, it might be, it, it, the credit controller is looking at all the time, but it yeah. might be that you want to send an alert to whoever manages well, that. Can we get that now? Can we yeah, get exactly. internally that it's similar to say on Teams? Can you go into BC and approve this yeah. sales credit yeah. or something? And yeah. it's just an extra loop that someone's got to do. It's crazy. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's going to give you know. There's a whole kind of design for pattern to kind of look at that and, and that's what I'm saying is is some of the ISV solutions are going to you know, start a, incorporating a, a, APIs, that. APIs, yeah, all, you know, not all, but uh, if, if you're writing an app within BC, think about you know publishing APIs, whether that's a, a push or whether you, you can even do kind of embedded functions with it. So standard BC has the ability, yet yeah, you've got a sales order API and you can create a sales order, but there's also a post function within that. Embedded, so you can post it. So that building some of those into certain areas gives you then the ability to. I'm still frustrated that you can't extend API. Yeah, I agree. agree. Because you, you you know, the problem is with publishing APIs is that you don't know depth for definite who is going to use them and how they're going to use them and all the rest of it. So if you try and do it um, with with an ISP perspective, you can spend an awful lot of time to make it comprehensive and still find that it doesn't hit the spot when somebody comes to try and use it. And it's kind of, how much time do you spend on something that somebody might or might not use? And so I think, you know, if if you've got the standard Microsoft pages and they put all of the standard functions that that might, you know, release in a sales order or, or whatever you might want to do, and then you can just go and add the few extra fields that your yeah. ISV yeah. solution adds to that page. Yeah. Come on, Microsoft. It's been talked about for a while, one. though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I hope we, we do need it's in, it. Because it's um, really going to help it's the, in the power platform. platform. Definitely. But, you know, I was quite, um, just to sum up, I was I looked at the release notes um, and went through, and, you know, obviously under NDA, you, you, you've heard a little bit of rumours about what's coming, and I was kind of like, mm, okay. Um, this one, I think it's a relatively big release when you add it all up. Um you know, there's the, the list views, as I say, is going to yeah. drive the end user community yeah. um, ecstatic, I would have said. Um, I think the rest of it, there's some good incremental improvements across, actually, there's no one kind of area that dominates. There's there's a bit in, in yeah. lots of areas, which actually isn't that what they should be doing. Yeah, and, and like you can almost, you can see kind of some building blocks there for what's going to yeah. be... In, yes. in, in the next version wave, two, and the wave version after three, that, version that, four. And, yeah. well, that's by design, isn't it? This whole SaaS software, evolution. which is an evolution, rather than well, yeah. something's changed dramatically. Yeah. It builds slowly, and you get used to it. So, and for years, you know, we still talk about in pre-sales about the amount of money that Microsoft invests in Dynamics. You know, we sit here and you say they come around really quickly every six months. There's a constant <laughs> stream of new stuff coming to the product all yeah. the time. Well, you, you only have to, you know, you go and see a customer that's on a version that's, let's say, five years old, and they say, what's changed? And you go back and you it's, go, it's impossible. <laughs> It's impossible. We, 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 you know, we, try, we tried to maintain it. It's impossible to maintain a, a list of this. It's changed so much. And you go, you go to something that's like three, four years old, and you're trying to find a feature, and you're like, oh, I can't, can't do it. <laughs> it. It is, so I think, you know, um, that that's all positive. I think if it keeps on like this, but it is constant. I mean, you know, we we t- 
talked about it right at the start of the podcast, not all of this will come out on yeah, 1st of April. Yeah. It will be over the next three months. Also, you, know, you talk to the, some of the program managers at um, Microsoft, and, and they only put stuff in the docs when they're sure it's going to... Yeah, Go. I was going to say, we might see some of the stuff. We will update. If we see any of the nice bits and bobs, well, we will update. Well, I think first of August, uh, first of April, we should probably do We normally do when it, when it actually ships yeah. about what so did and didn't come. I, I, I'm guessing that there will be a few cool, that was, where where did that come from <laughs> moments. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right and and there's through. occasionally things that aren't even in the documentation that appear. Good or bad. Already, we just haven't banned them. You know, yes, and do we know, code comparison these days takes a while. So, um, yeah, that's not really viable, but yeah. Right, well, guys, thanks for your opinions and your review of the document. Always good, always a great episode, always learn a lot. So um, just one final thing, you mentioned, can end users get their hands on this now in the preview in the sandbox, only for partners? No, 1st okay. of, uh, of March. Um, okay. So what they always do is a month before it's released, you can update your sandboxes. Okay. So um, usually first off, you can go and create a new sandbox with the new version in, you can't update your production into that sandbox. That normally comes a little bit later, doesn't it? Or is that on release? I'm never quite sure precisely when that hits. But you can go and create kind of a new Cronus um, or, or Contoso if you choose yeah. to use the new from demo March. setup. From from 21.4 has just come out, so that will go in to our customers over the next couple of weeks yeah. before they then go to the, to the, um, the March release. That's the point. Okay, right. Well, thank you all for joining us and especially those that have uh, stuck with us for 45 minutes or whatever. Thank you for, for joining us on Techman Talks. Don't well, don't forget to the end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you again soon.